Old Fashioned Football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100 times your money. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download, download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SUPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. Get over there and subscribe. And to celebrate, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all the details. Hey, what's up? This is Sam Acho, and you're listening to Old Fashioned Football. Old-fashioned football. You make this deal right now, you pancake-eating mother... All right, deal! Welcome, welcome to Old Fashioned Football. If you're wondering who you're listening to, this is J Mark. You can find me on the X X at J Mark Football. I cannot talk today, apparently. It is Monday. Before I keep going to talk about week nine waiver wires, that's right. We are in week nine already. I got to bring in my co host on pod and in life. You can find her on the X at the Mermark. Gosh dang it, the Mermark. You can find us on at Old Fashioned FB. Mer, how are you doing today? Well, I was going to say that I have a case of the Mondays, but maybe you do <laughs> as well. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm exhausted. We had not so much because of having a weekend with kids in the house, but. That is why I'm exhausted. But, but more because work really like just tore me down today. I don't know how <laughs> else to say it. It was brutal. So I definitely have a case of the Mondays. You can't speak. I don't know what's going on with you. I, I don't either. <laughs> Tongue-tied and terrified. Isn't that a lyric to some song? Tongue-tied and terrified. Um, terrified of some of these games in my fantasy football leagues. Are you not doing so well this week? I had some rough outings. I had some rough Ooh. outings. I had some good ones, but I had some rough outings. So, yeah, there is that in the league that I, you know, I came on this show, our show and boasted and bragged about being six and oh. And since then, Mm -hmm. I've lost two in a row because I'm going to lose this week. So that's what I get. I'm going to lose in our league. Well, I don't I don't want to jinx myself and brag and then start losing like you. But aside from our listener league, which we tanked in this week on purpose, we're going for the number one (laughs) draft. Oh, wait, that doesn't work. No, um. I think I'm going to go, if you take that league out, I think I'm going to go 7-0 and nice. in the rest. Nice. So I guess I'm 7-1 and because of the league we are co-managers well, of. Everybody does. Uh, <laughs> I keep hearing people tune in to hear you, um, and that's why you're going 7-0. No, seven and it's <laughs> close, though. It is so close. Tonight, Like I'm going to be biting my nails later because it is like, in one of them, I'm less than 0.3 points within winning like for the final wow projections who i'm going against has no one left mm-hmm. i have josh jacobs all right so you need a big game i need a josh, big game josh out jacobs. of josh jacobs out of the second ranked defense detroit lions that's going to be a tough one i have faith you have been d- just ragging on josh jacobs for weeks so i'd love for him to have a blow-up game in your face if he sucks again and gets his three less than three yard average are you going to admit i'm not gonna admit less than three yard average but if he is who they use all the time it adds up it does add up uh just a preview we got injuries we got studs and Mm -hmm. duds we have waiver wires of course and of course we have whiskey we do speaking of whiskey miranda what are we drinking we are drinking jameson orange we've done jameson on the show a long time ago 
Um, we did not have Jameson Orange at the time, but we did like a whole Jameson episode and we had a Jameson from Middleton. Yeah. We did try, which you cannot get, but unless you go there. Well, I was going to say, if you go there, you, go you there. can get it. <laughs> um, we did Jameson Cold Brew. Yes. Regu- I don't know if we even did regular Jameson. We did do regular. I believe we did Black Ca- Barrel. No, Cask. Cask Mates. We had Black Barrel. We didn't okay, do it. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. We did Jameson before, but we didn't have Jameson Orange. So we did a plethora of Jameson. A plethora, which is <laughs> always a good thing. Yeah. Um, But no, Jameson Orange today. I have not tried the old fashioned. You were the bartender today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't have oranges. It's okay because we're <laughs> no, drinking Jameson Orange. I know, orange. but it's like, oh, just a little orange slice or orange rind something. Just yeah. to, I like the look the aesthetics the aesthetics aesthetically pleasing to have an orange in your in an old-fashioned in an (laughs) old-fashioned oh fair enough So we didn't have one we failed we fit we have failed this the amount of times if you could count the amount of times that we have an old-fashioned without an orange it probably outweighs the amount of times we need to go back and see (laughs) well i i am (laughs) guarantee you what episode we're on episode 82 i guarantee you there's been more than 40 episodes where i'm bitching about not having an orange <laughs> <laughs> first time you anyway. ever uh dropped the f-bomb on the podcast was because of no orange oh yeah you don't need an orange because good. it's jameson orange or what because did you put I, in it can you share the recipe since i didn't make it yeah what did you put um it's pretty simple to know what i'm going to put in them because i basically do the same thing every time I put in some uh, sugar cube. I put in a little bit of water, and I put in orange bitters and Angostura bitters, and then some Combo whiskey. And whiskey. Oh my gosh! That's what I do this every time. Good. This is so good. Yeah. Don't don't uh, don't knock me as the bartender, as you have done many times, because I can. You have make... made some duds. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Wow, this is why I read out the dud list, isn't it? Because I made some duds. Okay, maybe we should just get into some football. But oh <laughs> it's really God, good. We'll talk more about Jamison Orange later on in the show when we do our review of it. Yes, now that straight. you've injured my pride, why don't we talk about the injury report? Let's get to it. It's a, it's a painful injury report. Well, wait can join me in being <laughs> in pain. Fields Fields is still going to be out. He's out for another week with his dislocated thumb. I need him badly to come back. I was wondering where you're going with that. (laughs) (laughs) I need him badly to come back. Yep. Uh, Kirk Cousins. This was a major one for me. He is my one of my main QBs in another one of my leagues. Anyway, he tore his Achilles. He's out the rest of the season unless he can. I don't know. One up Rogers. Yeah, I guess because if Rogers <laughs> is throwing passes and we're only going, he was throwing passes, not in the game. He wasn't playing, but throwing passes at practice in week eight. Yeah. I have some conflicting feelings around this Kirk Cousins thing. What is your, about. okay. So first of all, couldn't have happened to a better dude. Like he's such a nice guy. He's Mm-mm. fun to watch. I don't like the Vikings, but I like Kirk Cousins. Yeah. He's fun to watch. Um, when he gets his chains after they have a win, like all the guys give him chains and he's dancing on the plane. And, <laughs> and I felt really bad, you know, that he has this injury. He's out for the season. His, the, I mean, I don't know if his career is in question, but well, certainly talk about that. Yeah. His later. Vikings um, um, standing is in question, mm-hmm. but here's what's so conflicting. I feel, I felt so bad that this happened to Kirk cousins. I had none of those feelings with Rogers. It was just like, well, you don't like to see players get hurt, but eh. so um, I think, I mean, it just, it makes me feel a little conflicted uh-huh. because I don't want to be uh, hateful towards somebody. But I think if I had a hate list, Aaron Rodgers would certainly, you don't even it. know the guy personally. No, I know. So we, uh, and shout out to the chat. Mom's checking in says cousin needs Roger surgeon apparently since he's coming back <laughs> apparently so far, but in seven weeks eight weeks yeah I was talking <laughs> on the NFL gambling podcast about how Rogers is going to come back mm-hmm. now the Jets have won three games in a row so they're in playoff discussions it's not like they're down and out like, and they need to hit Rogers Rogers yeah Rogers is going to come back and save the season and I told 
uh, Moneyline Mac on the NFL Gambling Podcast that we're going to hear so much about this that I myself am going to have to go into a darkness retreat so I don't have to hear this shit because you know that's all the media is going to talk about. Oh, it is. He's going to be – people haven't been talking about him lately, so they're like, okay, no, we need to – we need to bring him back in. There's not yeah. drama going on around him. So right. we need some more of that. It's, <laughs> he is what makes the NFL a soap opera. Him and He's, Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really a soap opera. There's not drama around Taylor Swift. There's just a tension. The, the media putting up stats like, here's Travis Kelsey's game when she's in attendance and here's when she's not uh, it's the not this looked like a complete joke well yesterday. patrick mahomes was questionable going into that game because of the illness he had the flu so he played okay. the game with well, the flu well i i know like did you the play that i keep that i still keep playing back is when he like turns around and runs right into his guy and falls over yeah you don't like, see mahomes do that <laughs> no often. it's like who is this guy but the fact that the media is like oh well it's because taylor swift wasn't at the game it's like uh what um, however, <laughs> uh, all these discussions about Mahomes being the goat and all this stuff, I, I specifically remember Michael Jordan with a terrible flu playing and winning and looking very good when he had the flu. So Mahomes has a long ways to go before he can get into Jordan's. Maybe he reacts poorly to cold medication. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. What, who else you got? Uh, okay. I do. I have another one, another quarterback, Matt Stafford. Uh, he injured his thumb, a UCL injury on his thumb. Yeah. That's in your thumb. What is the UCL? It's a uh, ligament in your thumb. The something central ligament. Do you only know this? Cause you read it. No, I don't know it at all. I'm making it up, but I know it's a thumb injury and it's the I was UCL. like, you want to be all smart ass with me. Okay. But anyway, Stafford's going to be day to day. I think they just updated it today yes. that he's day to day. Yeah. Today. First, it was that they might put him on injured reserve. Then it was day to day. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Rough day for quarterbacks. Dan Jones was cleared for contact. However, Ty God, who was playing in his place, released from the hospital because he had a rib injury. Uh, that caused him to have to stay overnight. I don't know if that's because he has had a punctured lung before. I'm not sure why he had to stay overnight due to a rib injury. Kenny Pickett, also a rib injury. He's a game-time decision next week. So, Dan, But backing up to the Giants, Dan Jones may be in. If he's not and Ty God is not ready, it's Tommy DeVito. And then uh, the Cardinals got something weird going on. Like I, I got the message from Twitter mm-hmm. that I Dobbs is going to start week nine. It's not Kyler Murray. Now, Jonathan Gannon, who is a weirdo anyways. I don't know if you've ever watched (laughs) anything on him, but he's kind of a weirdo. He says a quarterback change is on the horizon. If it's not Kyler, it's going to be Clayton Toon. So I guess Dobbs is out. Drama. Drama. There's drama there. More drama. Because they're not saying he's injured. Right. Well, no, it's not an injury thing. It's drama. Yeah. I think he's done a good job for how shitty that team is, but that's just my opinion. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, just one more injury. No running back or tight end injuries. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver, torn ACL, and he is going to be out for the season. Yeah, that one hurts. Um, our league, our our listener league, which, by the way, sponsored by Keeper's Heart. Keep forgetting to throw that out there. Mm -hmm. Just want to give a reminder every now and then. Keeper's Heart sponsoring the league. The winner will get a bottle. Yeah, Uh, I think Cody Zeeb's winning right now. But uh, you never know how the playoffs are going to go. We stopped our comeback this this week when we got destroyed. But we were on a I'm roll, not, though. I'm not ruling us out. I'm not either. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we got this. Yeah. Um, we just need to team up a little better. And yeah, nobody wanted to trade with us. No, nobody. Well, they just wanted to give us crap players for our best ones. You know what, though? If we're not successful in our season-long fantasy football leagues, we can always go do a little bit of pick which is similar to fantasy. You're just guessing if your player's going to get higher or lower. Uh, where can people play pick You can play pick over on Underdog Fantasy as they have a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five in pick Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus of up to $500. They're still extending this, people. It's not going to be around forever. Take advantage of that while you can. $100,000 Sundays continues on Underdog Fantasy. 
This week, 10 lucky players will win $10,000 each. Bonus alert. Uh, yeah, I got some picks for you for tonight's game. This is why you tune in live to youtube.com slash at old dash fashion football. The first one, if you hit this, it gets you into that $100,000 sweepstakes. Michael Mayer, higher than 22 and a half total yards. That one seems easy. He's been getting a lot more targets. I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs, higher than 26 and a half receiving yards. He's their guy. Jacoby Myers, higher than five receptions. Obviously, I don't like picking lowers. I like picking hires. Josh Jacobs, higher than 18 and a half receiving yards. He's averaging eight receiving yards. It's the one thing he does well. He's averaging eight receiving yards per catch and three to four catches a game. And then we're going to go with the Iowa tight end, Sam Laporta, higher than four receptions. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $500. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. And the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. In honor, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie to one lucky winner. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie to submit your entry today. And make sure to subscribe to MMA's Gambling Podcast on YouTube. You can uh, find them in our family tree. All right. The underdog's awesome. I love underdog. And uh, before we keep continuing, I'm just going to throw this in. This is Jim Miller, former Chicago Bears quarterback. And now it's time for Sir Throws a Lot. That's right. It's time for Sir Throws a Lot. Do you want to take it away? I'll let you do it this week. All right. This week, Sir Throws a Lot in the game of his career so far was Sam Howell, who we've said on Sir Throws a Lot before. And this is exactly why he's a popular player to add right now, because they are throwing the ball a lot. That's Eric Bieniemy's offense, which we know Patrick Mahomes ran. And Patrick mm -hmm. Mahomes, pretty good fantasy quarterback. Now, Sam Howell is not Patrick Mahomes. No, but, <laughs> let's not say that. <laughs> but I, I would say Sam Howell has a better receiving crew than Patrick Mahomes right now. And uh, he threw the ball 52 times to them. For 397 yards, four touchdowns, like I said, we mentioned him on waivers a few weeks ago, but he's still out there in a lot of leagues, so go go get him. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't think he's a guy you can just throw in confidently every week, but, I mean, you're talking about uh, a week where Patrick Mahomes finished with less than 10 fantasy football points. Maybe you're grasping at straws to get, get a big playmaker, and like I said, they're going to throw the ball. They're not running it that often with Brian Robinson the other B Robinson and uh, Antonio Gibson. This is Sam Howell's offense. Mm -hmm. So yeah, sir throws a lot and a bonus waiver. Yeah. Should we talk a little studs let's, and duds? Let's do some studs and duds. I know since I make the dud drinks, you like to talk the, uh, the studs and I'll do the duds. So go ahead, dig it All away. Right. Uh, quarterback studs. We just talked about him. Sam Howell only projected 15.8 finished with 30.98 points. Will Levis. I'm going to talk about him later. I am disappointed in myself here for not going with my gut. The banana eater. And for missing an opportunity. The banana yes, eater. Yes, the banana eater. The, <laughs> rotten, long, the rotten. The rotten banana. banana the black eater. The he banana. The whole thing. Yeah, black banana, peel and all. Yes. Just chomp into it. And he guy. puts mayonnaise in his coffee. It was all for publicity. Was Come it? On. Yes. That's bad publicity. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. This was a distraction that led him to be a People like to pick. watch weird things. I don't think uh, GMs of <laughs> of uh, teams do because he fell to the second round for a reason. And I think it's because he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Anyways, go okay. on. Younger people like to watch <laughs> <laughs> Not, you know, these generations coming up. Anyway, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Cut me off. Will Levis predicted 10.7 points, finished with 28.62. Uh, running backs, we had Gus Edwards, another good week out of him. He was projected 11.5, finished with 28.4. The wheels on the bus go round and round. <laughs> and that bus is still rolling. Yeah. Uh, Travis Etienne projected 16.7, finished with 27.4. At wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, I was kind of losing some faith in him. Yeah. yeah, he was only projected 10.1. He finished with 35.8. CeeDee Lamb, another stud wide receiver, projected 12.7, finished with 35. And 
end us to end our studs with some tight ends and with the end (laughs) Taysom Hill I'm gonna talk about him some more later on projected five finishes 21.96 this is half PPR and Trey McBride projected six finished with 20.5 seem to remember when because we we sit around Sunday mornings I mean we don't just sit around but we sit around going through our lineups talking Mm -hmm. them out loud like oh I could start this person or that person Taysom Hill was one of them you mentioned that I feel like I remember you did not start. Is that correct? It's correct. Yeah. I have upset now. Well, it didn't. I'm winning. I won. I'm winning. I won. Well, that doesn't matter then. (laughs) No, it doesn't matter. But I could have crushed my opponent even more had I started him in my flex spot, my QB flex. Yes. And you, well, I guess any flex. It's always fun to crush somebody. Yeah. Um, it's not yeah. fun to get crushed, no. but it's fun this to crush This is um, the Pirate League. Oh, nice. Yeah. I had my quarter, one of my quarterbacks stolen, and it is a super flex league. I only had one quarterback. I picked up Taysom Hill. Um, I was eyeballing Will Levis, and I missed the opportunity to grab him. Had I grabbed Will Levis, I would have started Will Levis in my flex spot, but I chose to start, the name is leaving me, another tight end in my flex did Who did you? I start? I thought I looked at it and it was not a tight end. You started Tank Dell. Oh, Tank Dell. I was debating Tank Dell, Taysom Hill, and somebody else. You're thinking of a different league. This is Am not the league you league? crush somebody. You won by three. Well, I, don't I know still I won. No. Well, I could have crushed my opponent. Oh, even if you more. Had yes. Gotten the 23 <laughs> from. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you just butt out I of my league? A win three. is a win. <laughs> <laughs> I said I could have crushed them. <laughs> Uh, I, think, I think I'm going to pull out a win against our buddy Kinsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I'm up 155 to 128, and he has Jameer Gibbs left. So as long as Jameer Gibbs doesn't go insane, I also would like to point out, after losing Patrick Mahomes, how would you have liked to steal Patrick Mahomes? And then he puts up the game he did. Like, wouldn't that be just such a dud? Which, Which okay, you had Patrick Mahomes stolen from you last week. Yeah, don't try to make this argument because in the grand scheme of things, people will still say Mahomes is a bigger loss than Purdy. <laughs> I don't care. I, know where you're going with I this was <laughs> no, I, I already told you last night. It was I think it was your dad who agreed with you that Patrick was. Mahomes was the bigger loss. I agree in the grand scheme of things it is. <laughs> However, I think this past week proved that you losing Patrick Mahomes last this past week and me losing Brock Purdy I had the bigger loss. Nobody would have predicted that. Speaking <laughs> of Patrick Mahomes, he is a dud this week. That's the, the you see the spousal abuse that's going on. This is like the third <laughs> time I think I've been punched. I'm barely punching you. Oh, I'm going to bruise. I can tell. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes projected 24.8. Like we said, put in a dud performance, whether it was the flu or just the Denver Broncos cooked up a good game. Finished with 5.64. Ouch. Um, mm-hmm. that's probably the lowest in his career of games that he's played a full game. I, he I didn't look that started. up. He really shouldn't have played. Not if he wasn't feeling any better than that. No. Lamar Jackson. The Ravens did good, but Lamar Jackson didn't have a ton to do with that. Projected 23.8. He finished with 11.98. I know your dad was a little butthurt about that. He has him in the family league against my dad this week. Mm-hmm. So go dad. Sorry. Uh <laughs> Running backs, Kenneth Walker was projected 15.1, finished with 7.5. Tony Pollard, 16.9, finished with 6. The trade deadline, by the way, is tomorrow night at like 5 Eastern, I think. Mm-hmm. The The Cowboys, if they want to stay competitive, I think they need to do something. I know they won the game by a lot, but Tony Pollard just hasn't seemed like he's the guy. So wide receivers, Cooper Cup. 15.6 was his projection, finished with 4.1 as the Cowboys shut them down. Puka didn't have a good game either. Zay Flowers projected 12.1, finished with 4.4. And then tight ends, Dalton Schultz, 8.3, finished with 1.5. And Luke Musgrave, where the Packers, every I saw Luke M- Musgrave picked up in so many different leagues as the Packers came off their bye. He was only projected 6.7. He finished with 1.9. The Packers are done. Stick a fork in them. <laughs> I don't know if anybody on that team is startable right now because they're so inconsistent mm-hmm. with Jordan Love. Aaron Jones isn't getting the carries he should be getting. It's a shit show from a team that what happened the beginning like the beginning of the season we're like oh jordan love yeah i know and then it all it was all 
they they had a perfect i guess game plan script for those first couple games and then it just went downhill went i know they've shit. had some injuries but still i i just kind of feel like this is something that they've deserved i mean they've been very blessed at the quarterback position mm -hmm. for a very long time so they deserve shit so they deserve <laughs> shit for at least a year in my opinion <laughs> All right. I want to talk real quick about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit, hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code sgpn to get 50 percent off your first month today start researching start winning with hall of fame bets now back to old-fashioned football speaking of hall of fame bets they put out a uh parlay for the dolphins patriots game that was 13 yards from hitting uh tyree kill needed 13 more yards it was like a plus 1100 odds so would have been a big win uh, that close uh, just goes to show you though that their optimizer they use really does work I know it didn't work that time but that's damn close for a plus 1100 I didn't even tell you I had a 22 leg parlay built on props okay mm -hmm. all props most of them were alt like so Brees Hall's over under was I think 68 and a half yards I did his alt line at 40 21 f and legs hit the only one that didn't was Brees Hall. He didn't get over 40 rushing yards. It would have, um, the $10 bet would have paid 600 some dollars. That would have been a hell of a nice hit. And so Brees Hall's on my shit list. <laughs> that's, that's just the moral of my story. But, uh, maybe I, maybe I should have plugged that into Hall of Fame bets and it would have told me that Brees Hall wasn't looking good. I could have taken him out of there and, um, done better there. Should we talk some waivers? Let's do, before we get into the waivers, just going to remind everybody of the bye weeks. We had a break in bye weeks for the first time in. Which was weird. Like I in, ever, right? First time ever? I don't know. Well, no. First time Weeks as long one as... through four, there were no bye oh, weeks. Stop it. Really? That's yeah, not really. what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, teams on a bye this week. The Denver Broncos. We got the Detroit Lions, the 49ers, and the Jags. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I accidentally put ice in my mouth. I don't know why. <laughs> we are doing a podcast, Justin. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Just happened. Um, you know what? Why don't I take the first waivers while you like suck on your ice over there? <laughs> Just whatever. Anyway, I'll I'll kick us off with the quarterbacks. All right, you do that. Um, I have a couple quarterbacks. You didn't have any quarterbacks this week for waivers, so. Because you said I, I, I did, I did dibs quarterbacks, yeah, but like, I'm just going to say you don't have quarterbacks. I threw in a bonus <laughs> one with Sam Howell. So. Okay, there you go. Uh, Jaron Hall for the Vikings. He is 0% rostered with Kirk Cousins out the rest of the season. I think that Jaron Hall, well, I don't think, I know Jaron Hall is next in line for the Vikings. He is a rookie rushing quarterback. He's got rushing yeah. potential yeah, out of does. BYU. His senior year, he had... 3,171 yards, 31 touchdowns, 346 rushing yards, and three rushing touchdowns. He looked horrible. Let's just let's just get the elephant out of the room. <laughs> he looked or she is talking horrible. about me again. Stop it. <laughs> I am hitting you again. <laughs> he looked horrible. He for fantasy points, he had negative 0.95 points out of yesterday's game because the good news is nobody was starting him. That is good. <laughs> but I mean, he came in towards the end of the game in the fourth quarter. He only played 15% of the snaps. Yeah. He was only able to get 23 yards and then he was sacked where he fumbled the ball, which is where his part of his, his negative comes in. And I mean, they were winning anyway, so he didn't need to do much. Yeah. So he didn't look impressive, but, um, I think, I mean, he's worth a pickup, especially because he is a rushing quarterback. There are also a lot of questions on whether or not Cousins is going to 
return. Like, yeah, be back with the team next year. So in essence, like this is Hall's audition for future starting job on the team. Yeah, I'm fairly certain uh, Cousins contract is up. Mm -hmm. So So I think not only like if you're in desperate need of a quarterback and, you know, like he is the guy, Jaron Hall is going to be the starting quarterback for the Vikings the rest of the season. If you're in a keeper league, I also think like there's if if Jaron Hall does a great job, I think that this is a good pickup too. Yeah. thinking of next year. And yeah, everything for sure. I also have Will Levis. Oh, wait, let me go back. I didn't talk about fab. No. I think at this point, and there are some leagues where, like our Pirate League, where last week I had a quarterback stolen from me, and there was basically no one. There was Will Levis. I was going to pick him up. I missed the opportunity to pick him up because I got to it too late to go back once he was available for being picked up. I was just, I was so mad. Anyway, um, there are no quarterbacks available. Uh, In our Dynasty League, you look at quarterbacks, you're not getting anybody. If you don't have a quarterback and you're, your quarterback's injured, your, whatever happens, there's no quarterbacks to pick up in that yeah. league. So if you're in a league like that um, or you're just desperate at the quarterback position, I would probably go a lot more fab than I would normally recommend mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just because he's going to be starting for the Vikings the rest of the season. Yeah, we're in week nine, so you're like, what, five, maybe you're- six weeks until – Playoffs, fantasy football playoffs. Playoffs. Yes. So Fab is really relevant at this point, Mm -hmm. I would say. Uh, Or not relevant. Circumstantial is what Mm -hmm. I meant. It's really a matter of what you need, what you have for Fab, things like that. I mean, if you have five bucks left on Fab and we say like, oh, do 10% on this guy, but you really need that position. You better go all in. Yeah, you better spend your five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes. (laughs) So anyway. I would seriously consider him. Or if Will Levis is still available in your league, I think he would be, I don't know, Jaron Hall, guaranteed. Will Levis looks like he's going to, he just looked good. Yeah, Tannehill has not not looked great this year. Will Levis probably won that job. I think that Will Levis, I I think he did. Which you called. I on in preseason, you said eventually we'll and people didn't want to listen to me. I, me especially. <laughs> I I did not think he would be successful mm-hmm. as a uh, NFL quarterback at least in week one or uh, year one. Mm-hmm. Now it'll be really interesting. The Titans on I think Thursday night go on the road to play the Steelers. That's a really tough spot for a rookie quarterback, especially coming off such a big day. Will he do a Paula Tyson Bajent where? The next week, I we don't see think it so many times. Will Levis and Tyson Bajan are not comparable. No, but we see it so many times where the rookie or backup quarterback, anyways, comes in his first start, great, and then that second week, everybody's flat. It'll be interesting to see. I don't think he's gonna have it. You don't think so? I don't think right. so. So anyway, he is on my waiver wire. Of course, he is. <laughs> Will Levis, the banana eater, black banana eater, rotten banana eater. Rotten, Let's just be yes, honest. Yeah, <laughs> he is only seven percent rostered. I already. Express that I have regrets. I missed out on grabbing him last week when I was monitoring a situation and he's not available where I need him. With Tannehill still out, Levis is expected to start again this week. I think he's going to be their guy. (laughs) Just with yesterday's performance, like I said, I think he won the job. He had 238 passing yards and four touchdowns. We just talked about how fab at this point being at week nine is circumstantial. And I think that you need to go for it with your fab for you, Will Levis. Yeah. Do you know who I bet really wants him to keep the job? DeAndre Hopkins, who had three receiving touchdowns. He made, I was down on DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins. I never, even if I had picked up Will Levis, I don't think I would have thought to start DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. You know, because I was going to pick up Will Levis into my emergent situation right. that I missed out on him in. And I do have DeAndre Hopkins in another league. And I just don't think I, – I mean, DeAndre Hopkins was on my bench. Now, if Will Levis makes him really relevant, again, fantasy-wise, this is – Well, yeah, exciting. I mean, Will Levis was able to do what Ryan Tannehill couldn't in mm-hmm. utilizing his studs. I mean, Hopkins is still a hell of a player. And you saw me. We'd just chuck it up to him, and Hopkins would come down with it. I, it's interesting mm-hmm. that, that uh, Tannehill couldn't get that done. 
All right. I divsed. I said, QBs. Yeah, I know you're like, I'm doing the QBs. So I said, well, fine. I'll do the running backs. <laughs> I'm going to start with a guy that just got signed. By the way, uh, dad's checking in, says, pick up Levis. I thought you was going to do it, daddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the running back that just got signed by the Bills, Leonard Fournette. And he's rostered in 10% of leagues because some people just knew he had to get a job eventually because he's a talented running back. He, he passed the physical. He's been signed. He has experience with uh, with a heavy workload, right? Mm-hmm. And James Cook, he's been good. He's been all right. But the Bills have looked for somebody else who can carry the workload. They were trying it with Latavius Murray. I don't think Murray is really that guy. Fournette's a younger guy than Latavius Murray. Fournette is a better athlete for sure, a better running back. He might take a couple weeks to learn the workload and get like a full carry. But I do think this is going to be a split backfield. And last year with the Bucks, splitting some time with Rachad White, Fournette, even though he was still technically the lead back, he had 668 rushing yards, 523 receiving yards, so 1,100 yards there, and six total touchdowns. I I don't know if I'd go crazy because it is going to be a split backfield, Mm -hmm. but at this point, if you need running back help, you need running back help, right? I mean, you're desperate probably, and Fournette is one of the guys that's out there that's going to get a chance. Just like this guy, Royce Freeman, for the Rams, he's rostered in 22% of leagues. He logged 53% of the snaps for the Rams. Now, with Matt Stafford being injured, this team is probably going to have a healthy dose of running the ball. Terrell Henderson has looked good. He's been doing well, but this is a split backfield. Both these guys are going to get touches. Seems like they don't even care about Zach Evans, the rookie. Freeman had 44 yards and a touchdown against the Cowboys last week. Not many people had uh, a good week for the the Rams. And I just... Wasn't, sorry, wasn't Zach Evans out? He was a healthy scratch, I believe. They they ruled him out as a healthy scratch because Drew Henderson and Royce Freeman can carry the workload. And yeah, the Rams didn't have a very good day. Shout out to just a random kid back in the chat says... Hope you're doing great. We're doing tired, but we're doing great. Should I worry about Cup? If I, it's tough. I think even if Stafford misses time, Cup's not going to have as great of a passer throwing to him with Rip Ripping Ripen. His dad was good. He is not, but I still think Cup is one of those guys that anybody's going to rely on. Any quarterback's going to mm-hmm. be like, I need to get this guy the ball. He's. Super talented. Yeah. If you heard me, if you've listened to us before, you've heard me say Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup. Cooper (laughs) Cup is Cooper Cup. So um, while I don't think his ceiling will be as high without Mm -hmm. Stafford, I I still think he's going to be relevant. He's going to need to be relied on. Yeah. They just, that was an off game. They played a really good Dallas defense. So I I wouldn't hit the panic button yet. That's for sure. But I I don't know if I said fab on Fournette or Freeman, but. I don't think you did. You know, it's all we just said it's all circumstantial at this mm-hmm. point. It's all depending on what you need, what you have <clears throat> for either of them. If you are desperate for a running back or a flex spot, I, I mean 15% isn't unreasonable. If uh if you're sitting there just grasping at straws to try to win a game, maybe go a little more aggressive on one of them. I think I would pick Fournette over. I, I was gonna say Fournette. Because um, the Bills are a really good offense. <clears throat> yeah. And yeah, right over there. I think I'm okay. This is this is just a touchy <laughs> subject that's choking her up. Fournette is back. Well, and I'm she's just gonna excited. say with Darren, or Darren, Daryl Henderson, Darrell, Darrell Henderson, yeah. Darrell, Darrell. Okay, I thought you were mocking me for a second. Stop. Say nothing. <laughs> anyway, I I would I would lean more towards Leonard Fournette. We've gotten into arguments in the past over him because I was. I told you he was super talented when he was with the Bucks. We got into an argument. When the Bucks signed him, uh-huh. you said he was going to finish top 15. Top 15. You said top 30. Yeah. And he finished outside of that. But he finished he, outside of it. <laughs> so in, nobody won. I think he got injured that year. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <clears throat> All right. But let's, anyway, let's move on to wide receivers. Okay. I. I'm going to throw him out. I think I've, I've threw him out before and he is rostered higher than he was when, I, when we threw him out before, but yeah. I've talked about him before. Rashid Shahid. He is only 34% rostered right now. He caught a hundred percent of his targets 
it was only, always good. It is good. It was only three targets, but oh. he caught them all. But they were um, he, three targets, 153 yards and like, a touchdown. If I can do math correctly, that's 51 yards a catch yes, on average. On average. <laughs> average. One of those um, catches was 44 yards. Oh, yes. Just just saying. But still, he had big plays, big plays. He really has a high ceiling. We saw this earlier in the season and two weeks ago. Um, Derek Carr is a quarterback who really likes the well, who doesn't really like, but they throwing big plays is what I was going to say, but he likes yeah. throwing to Rashid on those big plays. Um, I do like this comes with a disclaimer because he is a little boomer bust, but looking ahead, the saints play the bears, the Vikings, and then the Falcons for the next three games. And I feel like that's those three games are going to give him more boom potential than bust. Yeah, not great defenses. Poor bottom of the barrel defenses. <laughs> Unfortunately, saying that about us. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you haven't picked him up because he is hard to know, like when you're going to trust the con- whether he's going to be yeah. a, a boom. But I do think looking at those three defenses that they have coming up. He has a lot more potential to stay consistent and yeah, give he's, you some points. He's somebody that we've been on in our listener league. We've had him and started him the past several mm-hmm. weeks because he has been seeing those boom weeks and we're chasing those as a team mm-hmm. that's behind. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you got? Oh, I okay. Fab. Again, this is circumstantial. Sorry. I always forget about Fab. Um. I think, it again, it's circumstantial. And if you need somebody, maybe you have some buys that are going to be hitting you at the wide receiver position, I would yeah. think about picking him up for the next three weeks. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I'm going to go with Demario Douglas. We talked about Kendrick Bourne out the rest of the season with a torn ACL. We have him in the listener league, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh He's Demario Douglas is rostered in 6% of leagues. He's played 77% of the snaps though last week. So we're starting to see him get a lot more time. And I think he's going to kind of pick up where Kendrick Bourne is out. And Bourne was their, their most consistent wide receiver this week. He had five catches on seven targets. Now that was only 25 yards. I get that's not a lot of yards. However, I think you're going to get a better stat line with Bourne out and in week nine against the commanders who have a really shitty secondary who aj brown just torched now i'm not saying demario douglas is aj brown by any means and mac let's, jones let's is not, not jalen hurts by <laughs> any means but i think they can take advantage of this commander's secondary and i think demario douglas is going to be probably the guy for new england there five to ten percent fab depending i mean he's not mm-hmm. a wide receiver one by any means he's not probably not even your wide receiver two unless it's for bye weeks but he is a decent flex option so I wouldn't go crazy mm-hmm. on Fab, but you know, five, ten percent, depending mm-hmm. on what you got and what you need. All right at tight end, I've I've got Taysom Hill. Um, he is still only rostered in forty-one percent of leagues. He had another big game yesterday with. Well, he's not bringing the fantasy points in the tight end position, but he did have one re- reception in the tight end position for fourteen yards. He also had nine carries for sixty-three rushing yards. That resulted in two rushing touchdowns and 44 passing yards. That was one throw to Shahid. Nice. You so you're you're aligning your waivers. I like it. I'm <laughs> just just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um. I did. I feel like we're starting to see some consistency. The last three weeks, he went from, I think it was 15.8 to 18.8, and this last week we saw him at 23 something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember if that was half PPR or full PPR. I was looking at. I try to do half PPR, but I can't guarantee you <laughs> what I was looking at there. No guarantees. Um, I feel like based on this, the team is trusting him more. I like seeing that they are utilizing him and getting the most out of him because he can do everything. Yeah. And with that consistency and his versatility, I feel like he should be rostered in way more leagues than forty one percent. For sure. I am still kicking myself that I I was going to start him in my super flex. I'm kicking my well, it doesn't matter. I won. But I'm still kicking I still kick myself. I was like I should have done it. I should have gone with my my gut. You don't have to do that. I can do that for you. 
<laughs> I I was going to start him. That's what I intended. And I think it was, I try, I rarely look at like the produ- projections anymore when I'm picking, but that yeah. five points that he was projected really deterred me from putting him in that super flex spot. Yeah. Well, they deterred you. And sometimes those projections are deterreds. Um <laughs> But yeah, I was just like, I was doubting myself too. And I was like, well, what if they don't? They lost two games. They used him as they yeah. should have. What if they don't? What if they take a step back? I should have started him. Should have started him. Are you done with on Taysom Hill there? I am. All right. I was only half listening, so I wasn't sure if you said fab and that kind of stuff. I'm going to go with Trey McBride, who's rostered in 28%. Look, he made. How dare you? I'm sorry. Disrespectful. What are you doing over there? Um, I'm reading. I'm thinking of questions we have that we're going to get to in a second. And I'm thinking of the whiskey that I want to drink. And, you know, I'm thinking you, of the Clearly, you're not, you're not going to. If you're in our leagues and Taysom Hill's available, you know Justin's not picking him up because he didn't <laughs> listen didn't to listen. me. No, I'm going to pick up this guy, Trey McBride, rostered in 28% of leagues. Look, he was on our start list this week. And he he thanked us that by putting him on there by finishing as tight end one, mm-hmm. uh, 14 targets, which is an insane amount of targets, 10 receptions, 95 yards and a touchdown. Ertz is going to miss at least three more games. But if McBride keeps his pace up, why rush uh, Ertz back? Why not just keep playing McBride? He's a talented tight end who's finally getting his shot. I'm a little concerned that we have a quarterback change coming now, whether that's Kyler Murray or whether it's Clayton Tune, because maybe they won't want to throw it to him as much as Dobbs. Dobbs and him seem to be on the same page. But I, I still think his talent's going to win out. I started stuttering there. I don't know why. Um, I picked a random fab number, 6%. But if you need tight end help, I would go get this guy now, and I would go after him hard, because I think the rest of the season, he's going to finish in the top 12 of tight ends starting now. If everybody's starting at zero, say zero ranked, I do believe he'll finish in the tight uh, top 12 rest of the season. Oh, I'm sorry. What did you say? I wasn't listening. It's okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> let's let's uh, do a couple questions here before we get to the whiskey. You didn't have anything else on waivers, correct? No, I didn't. No. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Where was I? A Manster or A Monster 23 says it is spooky season, by the way. Halloween is tomorrow. Should I trade Jacobs for Pollard? I don't like Pollard's rest of season schedule, specifically during playoffs. What say you? I don't like either of these running backs. You're thinking? You're thinking. I don't know. I'm I'm relying on Jacobs to have a blow up game tonight. So Pollard <laughs> is ranked 17th. Jacobs is finished 20th. I do think the Raiders have a little bit better season going forward. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Jacobs fan, I, but it is PPR. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't say PPR. I thought it did. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to assume this mind. is PPR. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't like Pollard, though. I just, I think mm-hmm. the, I think I would wait until <clears throat> end of Tuesday evening to make sure no trades are done. Uh, because, well, maybe, I guess if you're trying to get rid of Pollard, don't wait, because I think the Cowboys could end up bringing somebody in. Well, he said trade Jacobs for Pollard. He's not getting rid of Pollard. Well, he said, I just don't like Pollard's rest of ski- season. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't. Okay, I wouldn't trade Jacobs away, if that's the okay. question. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you're probably right. You I would not trade reading Jacobs away. Is hard. <laughs> it is. Uh, tingly, it's all Tingly, says, who are some of y'all's low-end <laughs> wide receiver ones? I was trying to look at some here. I mean, that's all relative too, right? But going forward, I like Mike Evans. He's sitting at 13th ranked right now. I think the Bucks are probably the best team in that division. Uh, no, Saints probably are, but I think the Bucks are going to stay competitive. Mm-hmm. I also like Nico Collins. Nico has been the guy some weeks. They had an off week against the Panthers, but I think Nico. he's the guy Nico for me. For you, you like mm-hmm. Nico. Um, just looking at some of these, just, I'm looking in the, the top 25 to see who I think could get better than that top 25. I really like Jacoby Myers. Devonte Adams is the dude, but Jacoby Myers has really stepped it up. And, uh, Christian Kirk for Jack Jacksonville. Christian Kirk has. Yeah. Yeah. Calvin Ridley has been like this. Christian Kirk has been consistently good. And I think that's going to stay. I think Trevor Lawrence is comfortable with him. And so I would just keep going for him. Thoughts? I agree. Um, what do you think about DeAndre Hopkins with if, if Will Levis? Yeah, if Will Levis <clears throat> can continue to play like that, mm-hmm. absolutely Hopkins. Now, 
it's going to be hard to get him from anybody because this is as high as he's been all season right yeah. now his value but maybe maybe next week the Steelers do shut them down then I would mm -hmm. maybe go for DeAndre Hopkins if it sounds like Levis is going to keep that starting job I uh, just ran kid says Rashid is such a goat picked him up last week and it's a solid flex and has a good schedule. Yeah. The saints have one of the easiest schedules the rest of the season. They well easiest schedule all season. They were favored in 14 of 17 games. I believe that's how easy it is. Tucker Eldridge mm -hmm. says Amonra or Devonte Adams PPR for tonight. Normally I would say Amonra, but even though they said he's active, he has an illness. What oh. if, he puts up a Patrick Mahomes like well, game. He, he, I was going to say, what if he pulls the Mahomes? <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, if he is sick, it sounds like he's been pretty sick. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I kind of wonder if maybe it's the Rona going around, but the league no longer has that they have to sit out type of policy. I don't know. Or maybe it is just flu season for all these guys. It is flu season. Well, there you go. We're getting into it. Potato, potato, really. I mean, but anyways, I, I just worry that Amonra is going to be a little bit more of a decoy being sick rather than having a, a good game. So for me, I'm going to say Devonte Adams. Do you agree? I think I do. I think it's risky. I will say I took in my starting Amonra. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's I, hard to sit Amonra. Yeah, I have to win. I'm against four other people for a secret league. I can't talk about it, but mm -hmm. I'm against four other people and it's a captain showdown lineup and I have to win and, or I have to not finish last basically. And I did not feel comfortable with him on I actually swapped him out for Devonte Adams. So, well, that's your answer for me. That's yeah. what I'm doing. I'm not saying that's right, but it just, that's what my gut is telling me. All right. That's all the questions for right now. Thanks for asking those. If you have others, Put them in the chat. We'll answer them as soon as we're done talking about whiskey. You want to talk a little whiskey? I would love to talk some whiskey. Are you I already, pour, oh, already poured these. Oh, you used because, our little things. Yeah. Um, this one will be mine because I got a little heavy on the pour. But yeah, these are our. Um, You're like, are I'll these? take one for the team. Yeah. What are these <laughs> called? The Glencairn, Glencairn glasses. Is that right? Well, we should know this. I know my parents. I'm don't. blinking. But look at this little hat. It's got a little hat. Um, well, I haven't got a hat. You go ahead and start on the history. Okay. So I don't <laughs> if you were with us when we did our plethora of Jameson reviews a while back, um, you probably heard some of this information before, but it's been, I feel like it's been about, about a year since we had our Jameson episode. Um, we have not reviewed Jameson orange before so that is what we're drinking tonight in our old fashions it makes a great old-fashioned this old-fashioned is very delicious justin so good job thank you, you made a good old-fashioned even though we didn't have an orange yes glenn karen <laughs> is the name by the way yes <clears throat> um so just a little bit of background and history John Jameson was born in Scotland in 1740, and then, then he went to Dublin in the late 1770s. Four of his sons followed him into distilling in Ireland, which kind of set up a family dynasty that lasted for, obviously, generations. In 1780, Dublin was the second largest city in Britain and Ireland. Um, only London was larger. And during this period... Over 100 breweries and distilleries were operating in Dublin. So even though there was a lot of competition, John Jameson made a good name for himself and the whiskey he made rose above the rest. Between 1785 and 1825, the distiller had to pay taxes on malt as well as on spirit. So John wanted to use less malt. And he started experimenting with mash bills of malted and unmalted barley. And the public soon came to prefer this type of whiskey so much that imported malt scotch whiskey became difficult to sell in Dublin. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I have a comment. I love somebody who likes to avoid the tax man. <laughs> <laughs> well, John Jameson. That's right. Fuck the the first. Anyways, go on. All right. In 1804. Um. John Jameson the second. These are all John Jamesons. It's all yes. John Jameson the second, the third, and the fourth. Um, he took over in 1804. John Jameson the third took over in 1851, and in 1875, John Jameson the fourth took over. Um, from 
19 sorry <laughs> um when you keep saying john jameson that john uh what's jacob jingleheimer Smith keeps popping <laughs> in my so head weird because is it you do yeah <laughs> okay. what's wrong with this okay <laughs> yeah it's just every time we say it I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep anyways go on okay um <laughs> Anyway, from 1917 to 1918, the distillery closed due to um, war-caused corn shortage. And then in 1941, George Lionel Jameson took over, breaking from the John Jamesons. (laughs) Speaking of war, I also, there was some, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was called the Easter Rising or something. It was Mm -hmm. some sort of fight. But anyways, the, the Bow Street Distillery there actually had a sniper sit on top of it for a couple of days um, overlooking one of the battles and picking people off. So I I, uh, I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> well, speaking of Bow Street. Yes. In 1970, the last drops of the Potstill whiskey were distilled at the Jameson Distillery on Bow Street. Which we have been to. We have. That is, I think... Like the Destin, the if you've been to the Jameson Distillery, I think this is one, you know, in Dublin. That's, yeah, yep. yeah, where you've been. Yeah, that ended nearly two hundred years of whiskey production, and this became this location became the Jameson spiritual home, and later home to millions of visitors who go there all the time. Yeah, to take a tour of the distillery, try some Jameson. Um, we've been there. You were a you were. Uh, got like a certificate as a certified Jameson taster. Yeah, thank you very and much. I I regret not raising my hand too. Like yeah, I wasn't I into this. Was we went there for our honeymoon mm-hmm. and way back then. Yeah, long time ago. <laughs> I was not into whiskey as much, but at all, Jameson really. was the first whiskey I loved. Yeah. Um. After the tour of the distillery, everybody got Jameson, and they were serving Jameson on the rocks, Jameson and Sprite, Sprite mm-hmm. and Jameson and Cranberry. And that is where my love for Jameson and Cranberries came from. And I started drinking Jameson and Cranberries when we'd go out. It was a go-to, f- yeah, for a long time for, for a you. long time for me. I still, you can't go wrong with it. Jameson, Ginger, and Lime is like my, that's, that's yeah. what it is. That's where it's at. <laughs> that's what it is. In the can is good, but making it homemade, that's yes. where it's at. Agreed. Anyway, so in 1972, Jameson moved from Dublin to Middleton in Cork County. Mm-hmm. And this is where Jameson is currently distilled. It was a larger location, which was needed with the growth of Irish whiskey. And then the old distillery on Bow Street wasn't opened as a visitor center until 1997. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, what? Oh, and I was going to say, yeah, if you go, I don't know if they still do it, but if they ask for volunteers, raise your hand and volunteer Mm -hmm. because you'll get to uh, try some special stuff. Yes. And some of their products that you can get anywhere, basically, right now, um, I'm going to leave off all the Middleton because we have a couple of Middleton. Yeah, those (laughs) ones you can only get at the distillery. Yes. Um, But likely everyone knows of their products. You have Jameson, you have Jameson Black Barrel, Castmates Stout. Caskmates IPA, Jameson Cold Brew, Jameson Ginger in a can, Jameson Cola in a can, Jameson Lemon in a can. I've I haven't not, seen that one. Uh-uh. Um, or the cola. Have you? Yeah, I don't think so. But I bet those are good. Mm-hmm. The, the lemon anyways. I'm, I'm and, not a big cola guy. But. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Jameson uh, Orange. Unless it's cola from Ireland because just everything tastes better over there. There is a... Because I wasn't into drinking, I don't drink beer, r- rarely. I there are rarely. occasions, rarely. <laughs> She's been known to put back a PBR or two, but <laughs> and I, it's not a lie. She didn't deny. And it. at the time that we were there, I didn't drink whiskey. I was into hard ciders. I am not into hard ciders as much anymore. I do like we have a hard cidery here in Winterset. And I think it's just a cidery, but yeah. It's a cidery. Yeah, fine. Whatever. <laughs> but they make all kinds of hard ciders. They're really good. And I enjoy going there. We haven't been there this year. No. And our good shame. friends, Nick and Katie, like it. So mm-hmm. we need to. Before they close, maybe yeah. we should make points point to get there. Because that last drop is served, they're done. Yeah. But yeah, we haven't been there. Anyway, I was really into drinking yeah, hard cider. And 
what 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 was it? But it's called something else in the states. Yeah, I knew you're gonna ask. I can't remember, but it was like a go to for a lot of people. Like if you mm-hmm. went, like you know, if you go to a ball game here, Bud Light is like probably mm-hmm. the most drank thing, or some sort of light beer. That's what this was, but it was a cider beer, and I don't remember the name of it either. But I do remember that it was very good, and it and was then, getting a lot of people were drinking, yeah, it, especially we, at the Goat Festival. The Goat Festival, it, the Puck County. <laughs> yes, where Fair. they literally they have this goat like on a shrine thing. Mm-hmm. He's in a little cage. He was like up thirty feet in the air. Yeah. There's a goat in a cage, and people bring him <laughs> gifts. Wasn't that one kid? He was like, "I hope the goat likes my gift yeah, or something like, like that." What? Like, what is happening? Yeah. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> it remember. starts with an M. Magners. Magners. It go. was Magners. That's it. Yep. But it's called something else here. Hibernophobes. Hibernophile. Hibernophiles coming through <laughs> with the, uh, uh, the Irish stuff. <laughs> it's called something else here. What is it here? Why I, can't I blinking on this? Because we, we got drank it for I years. I know. We got back from Ireland and then we wanted to find it. And it's called something else here. But they make it imported a different way than they make it in Ireland. It so did it, not taste it did not same. taste the same. It's very good if you're over in Ireland. And you can get Magner's cider. You should do it. It's really good. It does not taste the same here. What is it called here? I'm looking. Doesn't it start with a B? Uh, Bulmers. Bulmers. Yes. You can get Bulmers in the States. It doesn't taste the same. The only difference between Bulmers cider and Magner's is the name. They're identical in every other way and even made by the same company. However, they did not taste the same. No, they didn't. I swear when we looked it up, we found somewhere that they do make it different. Maybe it's changed now. But no, at the time, they were different. I do Mm -hmm. remember that. We're drinking Jameson Orange. Yeah, let's get back to the whiskey. (laughs) Which is just their their Jameson Irish whiskey, Mm -hmm. which is a triple distilled like most Irish whiskeys, balanced with notes of natural orange. Natural, not national. Natural orange flavors. It smells like orange. It tastes like orange. It's a little uh, thick, kind of almost syrupy, but not not like a not like a um, oh, this is an oversweetened type of syrupy. It's just Mm -hmm. thicker and syrupy. It tastes like orange. It's smooth as shit. It's dangerous because it's so good. Um, I mean, you can just I could drink this. Just Mm -hmm. this could just be like I really like it in the this. In the old fashioned. Yeah, no, it was good. I mean, this it, is like drinking candy. Yeah, exactly. It's dangerous because I could sip on this all night while we while I edit this podcast after this, and I probably shouldn't. I mean, I have to work mm-hmm. tomorrow. I have responsibilities. You probably didn't need to put a sugar cube in our old fashioned. No, probably not, because this does have a sweetness to it. There's no added sweetener, Mm-mm. but there's just sweetness to it because oranges are sweet, as it turns out. They are. No, this is this is very good. Yeah. Um, it's a sipper. Like sip. Are you saying I can't shoot this? Well, I'm saying challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very good. It's something you could just sip on all night, I feel I like. I feel like though. it's like a dessert whiskey. Yeah. Um, perfect for a fall night. Mm-hmm. Like tonight. I mean, it's not like it's a super warming type of thing, but it just it feels like fall for some reason. To I me. feel like we could make Jameson ginger in lime with this because it's citrusy. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a citrus. I feel like we should try that sometime. Why wouldn't we be able to? No, we... I feel like we should. Okay. We, we should, should try Jameson ginger and lime with okay. Jameson orange. That's fair. That's fair. I'm down. Mm-hmm. Always down for some. That'd be a really good next try. summer drink. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Do you have anything else to add? No. Just a reminder, week nine, we got uh, four teams on buys, was it? Four or five teams on buys. Um, I know the Broncos, the Niners, the, the Niners need a buy. They've lost two or three straight. The Jags. Seattle, the Jags, and the, the Loins. Did the we say, you just said Seattle. What? Um, I was saying Seattle has taken the lead in that division. I was going to say, Seattle 49ers. does not have a buy this week. Do no, not listen I was to saying you. that the Niners need a buy <clears throat> because they need to get healthy because mm-hmm. same old story. They're injured. They're losing games. And Seattle has taken lead in the division, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. It sure is. Go Seahawks. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry, Nick. I take it back. Do you have anything else to add? If you're watching us on YouTube, please hit the like, hit the subscribe. Wherever you're listening to us, please subscribe. Leave a review. Um, all of that really helps us out. And I need we... to run a contest in November to I was thinking that, too. We are um, in the works of getting... We're still trying to schedule... Um, 
Savage and Cookie's coming back. Yeah. We're getting it on the schedule. The date that you picked is a date that I have business no, 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 travel. No, no. Not the date I picked. A date. Well, that no, don't blame him. I'm not don't blame him. him. I'm <laughs> he's so busy with the launch of this. I know. That that was uh, but I'm so excited to get Dylan Carney back on the show yes. with us. Uh, we're, we're, yeah. Yeah, we super got, we're fun guy. Playing and stuff. Things got a little crazy just with life lately. So yeah. getting those interviews arranged and everything has been. And we're, we need to get some fantasy football guests on. Um, we're going to have Rod and Cody over at the NASCAR mm-hmm. Gambling Podcast on we'll soon. do a crossover episode. Yeah, a little crossover stuff. Uh, there's some other people within the fantasy football community that we need to get on here. So, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. look to that. Um, and they can help us. We'll, we'll give them the option of throwing out a waiver or two or to help us with start sit. And uh, you'll get s- some extra opinions. Yes. Thursday so, night starts to say that's that would be the fun one yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get multiple opinions on that. How's your old fashioned over there? It's almost gone. It's really good. My ice melted. It's <laughs> almost gone. It's really good. My ice melted. Making it look like I have more in my glass than I should. You heard it there. <laughs> going once, going twice. Sold. Old fashioned football.